Hey babe, happy Galentine's Day. Um, love is in the air, friendship is in the air, and I am here today with my two best friends from childhood. We've known each other our entire lives, and we are talking about the value of meaningful friendships as adults. And not just any friendships, but the power of female friendships. Um, although we've all known each other for a very long time, we are all at very different places in life and have had different experiences with uh, making friends, keeping friends, and what we feel that we value um, in those relationships. And the reason I decided to do this podcast was part of a poll that I put out was asking what you wanted most in 2022. And by a long shot, meaningful friendships was voted one of the highest things. But I get a lot of questions on how to make adult friendships and how to foster those relationships with all the demands and expectations that we have on us as adults, whether it's children or careers, um, other relationships in our lives, right? Other things that we do. So um, to have all this time is it's not there as it was when we were children, right? So um, we talk a lot about that and I just absolutely loved connecting. This brought me so much joy and I know that it will bring you just the same. So let's get this party started. Hey, Beam Babe, welcome to the Beam Life Podcast where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Oh my gosh, y'all. I am so so excited. I have like dreamed of ways to have these two women on my podcast because, um, they're literally like when I say best friends for my whole life, I literally mean my entire life. Um, if you listen to the intro, you'll know that our parents were best friends growing up. And so from birth in the hospital, we have all been together. Um, Mallory and I are a month apart. Abby and I are four months apart. So we're all like literally the same age, had the same, um, experiences growing up. And then they differ very much after high school. And so, um, through all these trials and tribulations and life, we have remained connected and friends, which I think is extraordinarily fascinating in this day and age. And I get a lot of questions about female friendships and while I have my take on it, I thought it would be more fun to talk about this with my best friends. So without being said, I would love for them to introduce themselves. So let's go girls. I'll pop in first. So excited to be here. I'm uh, Mallory guy. I currently live in San Antonio, Texas, back in our hometown. Uh, I'm a wellness entrepreneur. I work in real estate as well. I've had about 40 different professional lives over the past 
what seems well, I guess 15 years now. God, that makes me sound old. It's crazy. I'm old together. <laughs> uh, I am 35, single, never been married and don't have kids. So um, pretty different adulthood experiences is from you, you two guys. But uh, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I love it. And I'm Abby. Um, I currently live in Midlothian, Texas. I am married with two kids, a six-year-old and a four-year-old, William and Elizabeth. Um, my husband and I have been married, I think we're going on nine years. I don't remember. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Um, on nine years. And um, I am a business analyst. So I work. My husband is a boys basketball coach. Um, so, and we lived here, he's been doing this for 12 years and we have lived in Midlothian for 12 years. So small town, different from where we grew up, um, different from where I went to college and everything. So I'm excited to be here and talk about friends with y'all. Yeah, me too. And this has just been, like I said, it's just such a dream and, um, I'm really, I still am in awe about how, um, deep our friendships truly are between the three of us. Um, and I'd love to know, like, what is your experience with female friendships? Have you always enjoyed female friendships? Were you a guy's girl growing up? Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your history with friends. So the six of us, there were four girls and two boys, um, Abby's twin Maitland and Boyd and Adam, we were just like the, the terror little monsters when we were teeny tiny running around. Totally. So, you know, our crew, like I, you know, I connect back our relationship female with, with our group back to birth. Um, funny when I was younger, I'd say like it was 50, 50 split between, um, male relationships and female relationships that were really close and felt like brothers and sisters. And then, for me, as I've gotten older, the relationships that have really grown and lasted and been super supportive um, have been I, predominantly female. Um, small, tight group. I don't always been that way, but um, you know, the dudes go get married and have you know those <laughs> relationships, and so you know, it's in my experience, uh, been mostly women as I've aged. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, you know, being in a sorority in college and all that, um, I had a lot of girlfriends, but I, I'm a really closed off person. So to get really close to anyone, um, I had a, I guess a lot of friends, but none, um, truly that close. My closest friends would be y'all from, you know, in San Antonio. And then I have a guy friend that my husband and I, he actually introduced us, but, um, yeah, as I've gotten older, I have gotten closer to some women. And I'll say, like Mallory said, you know, um, I, I think as you get older, you just need um you need that connection with other females, um, regardless if they're and especially like as you go through different stages of life, you meet all different people. So um as I've gotten older, I've have had more female friendships, but again, I don't have like when I was younger, I would say I had like a lot of friends because it was just, you wanted to be friends with everyone. And as I've gotten older, it's just, I've been pickier. Yeah, totally. And I want to get into that more because I think that that's probably relevant with all of us, but, um, 
Yeah. For me growing up, I think it was a little different than the two of you. I had a lot of guy friends. Um, I actually didn't like girls. What? Yes. That could go on the record. I might be canceled now. Um, so they're with you. Yeah. I um, had our really close girlfriends that then like hung out with a ton of dudes. Right. Yeah. It's really interesting because I really did. I had like a majority of male friends and that was almost Mm. really, even through college, I had mostly guy friends. Mm -hmm. They became gay guy friends, which was way more fun. Um, (laughs) but, um, but yeah. And, and what I think is so crazy is this like switch I had, um, where, there, you know, there was always all those sayings like bros before hoes and like all that stuff. And there was growing up, it's like, girls are catty. Girls are bitchy. You can't trust girls. And, um, that was in my head, right. That we couldn't trust other women, that other women were competition. Um, and you know, it was always about like winning the favoritism from the male, which now makes me want to barf my brains Mm -hmm. out. Um, but yeah, I think it's so fascinating. So I had like a total switch, um, probably like when, maybe when I moved out to LA because I met some really solid girlfriends. Um, and then of course I had like one or two really good girlfriends in college. And then I started to see how those friendships were the ones that remained. Um, and also never had an ulterior motive. And I think that that has been the key, right? Like almost every single one of my male friendships, um, either I had some kind of ulterior motive because I was attracted in some way, or they had some kind of ulterior motive. And it just like really ruined the dynamic of the friendship. Um, so yeah, I think that that is totally interesting that all of us, as we've evolved as adults and women, we have been like, oh yeah, female friendships are actually like a good thing in our lives. Like we need these. Um, and I'll tell you, like, I haven't, I've been through some really difficult shit this past couple of, um, you know, years and, you know, having women like you by my side, who I consider sisters, um, has been life-changing and I don't know what I would do without you guys. So I think it's so, um, important talking about, this, I would love to know, like having these female friendships in your life, how do they differ from other relationships that you have maybe like with, you know, male relationships or family relationships? Like how are these female relationships different? I'll go. Um, looking at Mal. Um, (laughs) so I'll say for my female friends, Um, especially the ones that are here now and that I'm close with, um, you know, like a friend will go through something hard or one of us will go through something hard. And we had a friend, you know, Hey, meet me in the parking lot. Like we need to talk. So you just have, um, those people that you can call that will be there. And I just, those that's different than a coworker. That's different than, um, our guy friend, you know, from San Antonio, I'm not going to call him and be like, Hey, you know, so those female friendships, they also relate. Um, and for me, when I'm about to pull my hair out and kick my husband out, because I'm annoyed with every little tiny thing he does, (laughs) um, you know, it's nice to be able to call them and say, and have them, you know, talk you off the ledge or with kids. Um, 
in my situation, it's sort of unique because I have an identical twin sister. So I have, I think for me with some of those relationships that I probably would have gotten closer to more females, I think I just put her in that place. So, yeah. um, you know, but I do think having the, the female friendships to, for me, it's just different because you can talk to them sometimes just about anything, even if it's like, I don't know, I'm on my period or, oh my gosh, the gross things when you're pregnant or no, I'm bloated. Yeah. Or I can't poop. I don't know. Random things. (laughs) Totally. There's that camaraderie there, you know? (laughs) And it's yeah, funny, I, mean, I say the can't poop thing because I was talking to my sister about that today. Yeah. I can't poop, so <laughs> true sister combo. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Caitlin, I think you hit the nail on the head, and I actually hadn't thought about it that way until you just said it. Like as we get older, um, I think even when I feel like I've tried really hard to maintain some of my male relationships, and it does kind of the dynamic shift, and I'm, you know, whether there's an ulterior motive or whatever it is, but it's I, it's made me appreciate my really close female friends so much more. Um, I mean, you guys are, have been on the receiving end of phone calls when I'm, you know, losing my mind have been, you know, had really tough past two years. Um, and it's days that you're thinking how in God's name, am I going to get through this? Um, it's totally kind of a sounding board that frankly, like, yeah, men are, are great. Male friends are fantastic. And they're there as well. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that they're not caring humans, but it just, it hits a little bit differently to have your good female friends kind of pick you up. And, you know, even when it's not a hard time, even if, you know, you're being really stubborn or you're doing something that's probably not the best for you to have that feedback and have someone tell you like, Hey man, opinion, you're screwing up a little bit here, you know, rein it in. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's just a different dynamic and it's, it's great. It's amazing to have that because we need that, you know, we isolate ourselves in our, our little worlds in our brain and we tend to make things a lot worse than they are or so much more exaggerated or so much more dramatic. And, you know, my, my good girlfriend pulled me out of that crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was totally it just reminded me the other, I wasn't that what a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. Um, I was putting on my makeup, bawling, crying. I call Caitlin. She's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm the worst mom. And the whole, and she just, and it was just like something that I, and, and she was just like, Abby, calm down and like, talk me through it. But it was one of those things where it was like, nobody else in this world, not my sister, not my husband, nobody is going to understand. And I was like, I just need to talk to you. Like, I just need you. And regardless of, you know, we all have our lives or whatever. What I think is so great about our special friendship is that we could pick up wherever we left off. You know, it's like no Mm -hmm. time has passed, which I think is really special. Yeah. I want to like elaborate on that, especially, and and we'll probably dive more deep into this on like expectations of friendships, because here's, I think one of the secret things on like what makes a friendship last is not having expectations, um, on other people, right? Like in our intros, we all kind of talked about how we are all very different. Um, we have similarities obviously in how we grew up 
but we're different in where we are at in life and like the demands that we have on us. And so when we assume that the other person is just available, or we just assume like, why, why aren't they calling me back? This is totally rude. Or why haven't they texted me? Um, you know, we live in three different places. You guys are in the same state, but different cities. And I'm in a totally different state and time zone. And so it's, it's hard to connect all the time. Um, but I think what matters most is that we know we're there for each other when we truly need it. Um, and then it's like, there is no other expectations. I'm the worst at texting back. It's literally like the, I'm the queen of it. You'll get a text three days later saying like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, and both y'all know that's true. And so (laughs) it's just, I'd love to know like, yeah. How does expectation? Like, I do. do. I forget to hit send half the time. Okay. Like it's, you know, life. Yeah. But how does like expectation show up in friendships for y'all? Have you been disappointed before? Have you, um, do you now still have expectations of friendships? Like how does that kind of work for you guys? Oh, I'll jump in first here because I have been 100% guilty of really, really, really letting it bother me in the past. I've, it, to a point where I let it affect me mentally. And I thought like I was doing something wrong. I wasn't being, you know, I talked myself into a hole with a bunch of different friendships that was just silly. A, I was making more of it than it probably needed to be made. But, you know, I, I think as we get older, especially with our female friends, like the really close friends, you accept the person for who they are. I mean, Caitlin, you and I, I've been laughing with you for a decade at least but like <laughs> girl you have ADD or ADHD and like, I know. like two years ago you were like somebody told me that I have it and I was like really I'm like oh look at it y'all I was clinically yeah. di- yeah. diagnosed can you yeah. believe yeah. this we've known no. this like we've known yes this. we know we've known this for years yes and have been telling you this for years but yeah I you know I think you just you have to a love yourself regardless, you're going to be a way better friend and have way more reasonable expectations of your friendship and show up for your friends more when you're, you know, loving yourself and know who you are. But yeah, I mean, trying to put your expectations on to a relationship, frankly, is just going to put undue strain and, and cause problems when there don't need to be problems. You know, you're, you're there to totally. love each other and support each other, not demand that this person show up, you know, and your schedule in your manner, the way you want it to be is my take. Totally. I, um, it's funny you bring up expectations. So I had some really good friends, um, in my life where expectations, I didn't meet the expectations and those friendships that were really good friendships are no longer there because of the expectations that were put on me. And I was moving into a different phase in life and, um, the expectation was to be there and be present all the time. And that was just not the phase of life I was in anymore. Um, and I had somebody once tell me that, um, cause I beat myself up over it up for a long time, you know, cause then you think, what did I do? And, oh my gosh, I need to make this better. And then you're putting, you know, their expectations on you. And, um, they said, you know, it's okay to have people in different phases of your life, right? Like some people are just there to help get you from one place to the next, like from one chapter to the next. And so that was sort of like, okay, those expectations, I was able to let go and be okay with those, um, <clears throat> with those relationships no longer as strong or there that were there. Um, but, you know, and I find now that I put expectations on myself 
as a friend. And then I find myself, um, when I get close to someone, probably putting expectations on them. Um, but that is what I love about our friendship is that we've never been like that. You know, it's never been, oh my gosh, you know, we haven't talked in two weeks or a month or whatever it is, you know, we could just text, pick up the phone, whatever it is at any moment. And it's like, no time has passed. And I think, um, have not having the expectations is what makes you be able to be authentically you because it's like, Hey, I'm not going to try and fit you in a box. Um, when I don't have the time for that. So, yeah, uh, I love this so much. Cause I think it's really important. I got a lot of questions mm-hmm. on Instagram about making friends. Like how do we make friends as, um, as adults? And I think it's that that's so such hard. a, mm-hmm. such a good question. Yeah. And like, why is it so hard? And I'll tell you from like, you know, you have to also be willing to, um, like be open and vulnerable. And there's a lot that comes with that. Like as even though we cherish these friendships and now we've talked about like not having expectations, it's that, um, having a good friendship requires time, right? Like we are talking about here, we've got 35 years of time put into these friendships and experiences and, um, things that will forever like bound us together. Right. Like, so to create that, I I don't ever expect any friendship for me personally that I have to be relatable to this because it just won't be, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, we, we, I will never again, grow up with somebody, you know, so there's different things there. So it's like, okay, great. So now I know I'm never going to have these like childhood friendships, but I still want good friendships. And, Mm -hmm. um, I've managed to make, you know, a, a couple of really good girlfriends out here. Um, and, and throughout my life. And I still have, um, like my one really good girlfriend from college. And so it's just like, how, how do we do it? Like, how have you guys made friends as adults? Um, so for me, I, um, I've met a lot of friends through going to the gym, going to classes, doing regular, um, classes. I've also reached out and gone to a mom's group at my church. Um, and I found that again, I'm really closed off. So like known my good girlfriends here, it's taken me, took me eight years to let somebody in. So that I think I compare probably a lot of friendships to our friendship where it's just, you know, you want that closeness. And like you said, it's not going to be there. So it took me a long time, but you know, I found that I have made friendships through things that I like, and then you find your people, right? So the church groups are great. And that's a group of friends that are all moms and we all have similar beliefs and likes. And so that's great. Um, gym friends, we all love going to the gym. We all have that in common. And then we all have kids and different lives. Um, also through friends of friends, um, and through, um, my husband through my husband's job. Um, some of my close friends are from there. So it's, but it is, it's about, um, just being yourself and being authentic. 
and taking the time. So it's picking up the phone and making the effort to invite the person, Hey, let's go to dinner and really put it, like you said, being vulnerable and putting yourself out there because I mean, that's what some, if you're yearning for that, so is that other person. You can't think, oh, well, I just want to be friends, but I, you know, and I need them to open up to me, but I'm not going to do that with them. So it totally have to remember that a friendship in any relationship is a two-way street. And I think sometimes it's hard to remember that, like, why aren't they calling me? But wait, are you calling them? Are you texting them? So it's putting in that effort too. Yeah. I think my experience has certainly been different just because I don't, I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. Um, so a lot of, I I think it's tough and you hit on something, Abby, that I think is interesting. It's hard when you've had friends your entire life to not be like, Oh, every friendship has to be this way because that's crazy. That's you're not going to meet someone when you're in your thirties and instantly have a connection that you a 30 year connection. Yeah. There's just, it's that's, put that aside first. Um, you know, but I think like what you're talking about doing, you're going to meet people that you enjoy being around, just being yourself and, and opening yourself up in ways that are things that interest you. I love wellness stuff. So, you know, it's right now I'm in my yoga training, it's digital and it's with people that are literally from all over the country. And in fact, some of them are from Canada, we're zooming and doing, and it's like, it's really cool to meet and connect different folks. Now, are these 30 something people going to become my next best friends? No, but it's great to have interesting dynamics and connections. You just have to kind of put yourself out there and, you know, be open to having a fun relationship, regardless of how long it lasts. Um, you never know, you know, when you don't put pressure on stuff, you never know where it goes. I mean, I've gone on yoga retreats and solo adventures and still keep up with these people through Instagram. It's, it's random, but it's, it's cool. It's neat. Yeah. I mean, we really do live like technology can be such a bitch, but it can also be such a a beautiful tool because really through a lot of my trainings and, um, just social media in general, like I've met some incredible, I mean, we're going to Columbia. Um, Mallory's joining right. me in Columbia. We're going in April. I know you so should just excited. go. It's like right after your birthday, but I know you have your walk. Um, but yeah, I'm going <clears throat> with Dre who I met randomly online, who became my business coach. And there's like 10 to 14 other women who I've never met. And it's like, just being willing to take adventures. Right. And so a big thing that people craved and like voted on a poll in my story was meaningful friendships. Well, I think first it like, you have to define what meaningful means. Like, what does that mean to you? And like, what are you willing, like where, what are you able and willing to give in your life? Because like you said, Abby, I think you said it, it was like a two-way street, right? So it's like, you can't expect someone just to pop up at your doorstep and be like, Hey, let's be friends. <laughs> like that right. would be creepy. So you have to, um, be willing to, um, do what you want in, in return. Right. And it is an action. Um, friendship is an action and it's something that constantly has to be, um, nurtured in a way. And I think a big part of it, which we already talked about was, um, being honest from the get-go about like who you are and also what, where you're at in life. 
Hey, Bean Babe, I'm sorry to interrupt this super juicy episode. I know you're soaking up every second of it, but before we get back to it, I wanna make sure that you're part of the free Beam Life text community. It's super simple. All you have to do is text me BEAM to 323-673-2709. That's it. Just text me the word BEAM to 323-673-2709. After that, I'll be able to send you pump up texts throughout the week to keep you motivated and truly feel unstoppable. It's also a place where you can send me podcast requests, We can talk back and forth. It's not just a one-way street. And my favorite thing is I get to actually connect with you off of the podcast, off of social media, and it's just me and you being able to uh, hash things out wherever you need support. So I look forward to hearing from you. Text me BEAM, 323-673-2709. Now back to the episode. The people I meet now, I'm super upfront with. I'm, I'm just like, Hey, listen, I am extraordinarily like I'm a scheduled person. Now I have to be because I'm ADD. I'm trying to do 74 different things. I hope that it will not always be this way. In fact, I know it won't, but in the interim, like, you know, if I say like, I want to get coffee, I'm not trying to be crazy, but like, I want to put it in the schedule because otherwise we'll just keep saying we should get coffee sometime. Um, and so I'm very much like upfront about who I am as a person. Um, and I'm also willing to not try to force things that just aren't meant to be right. Like meeting these people, you know, instantly like, okay, you're my people or, no, this is not going to work. And so I'm just going to leave. There's now. nothing wrong with that. No, like, there's, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, it's like, as we get older, like it's okay to not vibe with someone, you right. know, like, and it's okay for the relationship to evolve and it, you're not as close as me, it, you, you know, it's, it's okay. I think yeah. we just put so much pressure on ourselves because I, I don't know, or I do as a woman, you know, you think, I just have gone through this phase where I'm like, oh, everybody's going to like me. And I'm not everybody. I don't like everybody. They're definitely not all going to like me. And that pressure, I just, you know, it's always like, well, I don't want it to dissolve. But like you said, sometimes it just, it's not there and that's okay. And like, what a relief to not put that pressure on yourself. Like when you realize, so good, be yourself and Mm -hmm. like, whatever happens, happens. I mean, I'm a big believer in that. Like, don't be a jerk, but as long as you're being you and trying your best and like if things sometimes they work and they may come back around, you never really know. But yeah, I, I think Caitlin kind of stepping back to what you were talking about, about the question of like meaningful relationships. Like <clears throat> I, I have relationships that are friends that I would consider to be meaningful. And I don't talk to these people, you know, sometimes for like three months. So yeah, I think you got to define it first and then just put yourself out there. Well, and I would say I would rather have meaning um, two meaningful friendships than have 15 people that I just randomly call, you know, like I would rather for me, I'd rather connect on a level that, um, is going to bring me something and fulfill my cup than just a bandaid. Yeah. I'm so all about quality over quantity for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm fairly certain we all feel the same way. Like I have, there's 
you know, a lot of people I consider acquaintances and friends Mm -hmm. and we're friendly and we could go out. Um, but there's, there's not a whole lot that, you know, um, you get to the root with, and that's, that's okay. I think that that takes, um, like we've talked about time. It also takes trust. Um, and you know, what I think is really interesting and and we were kind of going on something and then we circled back was it's okay to let relationships evolve. Um, I'd like to know how I hadn't, I had an ADD moment there and took us back my bad. (laughs) <laughs> no, um, my non ADD moment. I'm going to bring us back here. Thank you. It goes full circle. <laughs> I didn't even take my Adderall today. This is amazing. There we go. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah. So basically what I think is really interesting is I look back like at my wedding when I had all these like bridesmaids in a wedding and, um, it's like at that time in my life, which I was, you know, younger, it's like, you feel like all these pressures, like I have this person, I have to ask this person, I have to ask this person. And everyone in my, in my party was, um, meaningful to me. There was no one in there that I would say like, Oh no, but I really only talk to a fraction of those people now on a consistent basis. Like, and I have, and I haven't seen a lot of them in a long time. So it's like part of, you know, part of us, like as we evolve and of course, you know, I've been divorced now and all that stuff. So it's like, it's really interesting how those relationships have evolved as I've evolved and like move through different phases and spaces, but not, um, I relieved myself of the pressure of like having to hold on to those friendships and like putting a chokehold on them because I truly believe that if friendships are meant to be and like stay, they stay right. And if they are meant to kind of like grow, they will. And these people, it's not that they're out of my life, but they're just not there in the way that they were. And that's totally okay. Um, how do y'all feel about like letting friendships kind of flow as they need to, or do you feel like you, you hold on to them pretty tightly? I used to put that pressure to hold on to them and really beat myself up over it. But once I heard, like I said earlier, um, someone say that it's okay to have people sort of be stepping stones in your life. I let go of that because I've evolved And people are either going to, it's like any relationship, they're either going to grow with you or they aren't. And if they're not willing to grow with you, um, then it's okay to let it go. Um, It's okay for them not to evolve alongside you because your interests or your lives may change. So I've gotten a lot better in my life about being okay, letting them dissolve or letting them go if it's not meaningful or meant to be anymore. Yeah. I would, I would say I've, um, probably mid to late twenties. I, I would let it really, really bother me. Well, I'm going to say late twenties. Cause that's when I moved back to San Antonio. Um, it really was a shock to myself, even though I don't know why I was surprised. I moved away and was gone for 12 years. And of course, everybody, you know, everyone kind of went their own directions. They got married. They started having kids. Their kids are the same age. They're hanging out. It was kind of a, like, oh, wow, I came back and all these people that we grew up with that I used to consider close friends, we don't really hang out or talk anymore. And I, again, tried, you know, tried to put pressure on myself of like, you need to fix this. You did something wrong. Like, you know, but it, it was more just like it evolved and I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. 
it's totally fine to be in different parts of your lives. And if it's meant yeah. like Abby, to your point, if it's meant to come back together, who the heck knows it could come back together. But man, I used to let it really bother me. And now it's like, I kind of want to go back and smack, you know, 29 year old Mallory. Like, why are why do you care so much? I used to let it bother me too. Yeah. Let it go, Elsa. It's fine. (laughs) Let it go like Elsa. I love that. I love when Cody Rigsby says that on Peloton. Loved Cody. My my man. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so yeah. And, and on the flip side of all of this, right. Letting go. I, what I have found like totally mind blowing are, and because of social media, women who I never spoke to growing up, literally like we were not in the same circle. Like we were friendly. I don't think I was ever really a jerk to most people, but, um, you know, I had my circle of friends. We all did. And I find it so interesting. People I connect with now, um, who I never used to. And now it's like, we've both evolved and somehow now like our paths are crossing. And I think that that is so cool, um, being able to, um, come together even later in life. So you never know where friendships are going to take you, but it's okay to grow as a person. Um, you know, it also like makes me think about toxic friendships, unfortunately, um, because sometimes friendships go sour, um, and whether it's jealousy, whether it's, um, one person growing or both people growing, but it's in different directions. Um, it's gossip, you know, all the things that are, are, um, destroyers of friendships, if you will. Um, those are hard, you know, getting, removing that toxicity from a lot, your life. And sometimes you don't even realize that it's there, um, because you love this person so much and you want them to be a friend, but you realize that it's, there's a lot of like sabotage that's going on and your eyes are open. So have, what is y'all's experience with tox toxic friendships? Ooh, I got a good one. You guys, <laughs> you guys know this story. I had a really super close friend that we all grew up with. We were like connected at the hip for a good part of growing up um, through college, the whole nine yards. And just randomly, like, I felt like I just got like cut off at the strings. I have absolutely no idea what I did. I have, truthfully, I have no clue. Um, And at the time it was, it was devastating. Like this person was getting engaged and getting married. And it was like, you know, I was with you six months ago and now I'm not invited to your wedding and I've been your best friend since we were eight or whatever, you know. Um, it's hurtful. It's hard to not take that super personally. But again, I wish I could go back in time and tell mid-20s Mallory, like, honestly, you're probably better off if it's that easy for somebody to just boot you out of their life that you thought yes. was a super meaningful relationship. Like, it's not worth your time and energy to dwell on it. It's just really not. And, you know, like, again, things come back around who the heck knows, you know, I really like to think if I did something horrible, I would know about it, but it's just, it's, it's not worth driving yourself crazy to try to fix something that's honestly pretty toxic. Um, you know, hang, hang on to the really good friendship, spend the time and the energy on the really good ones and the ones that fill you and make you happy. And if it's not making you happy, just you know, yeah. I don't mean to Stay be so about it, but yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, like it's, it's probably for the best. Yeah, totally. Um, I, 
Um, yeah, it's hard to, I mean, you take it personal when you, and a lot of times, like you said, Caitlin, you don't even see that it's toxic. Um, but I've realized when you are destroying yourself mentally because of the way somebody is making you feel like every day, what did I do? Why am I like this? Like, am I good enough? Am I, that is toxic. Um, I think it's hard for us to recognize that because like you said, you care about the people. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you're feeling like that daily and they are, it's mentally destroying you. Like when the actual relationship is mentally destroying you, that's when it's time to let go. Um, and you have to walk away and it's hard. Sometimes it's like a breakup. Sometimes it's like a, a complete loss. Like you, may feel like the person almost like they died and um, mm-hmm. because you're that relationship really did die and you mourn it and it's hard. Um, but you will come back a better person for it, but letting the toxic out of your life is super important. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think that part of it too, at least in my experience, um, there's been several times in my life where I look back and I'm not, I don't know that I would categorize that friendship is toxic, just not as like, it wasn't meant for me. And here's like what happens too. there's times where I like, I lost my identity, like who I am as a person. Right. And so we latch on to someone that we feel is maybe where we want to be or how mm-hmm. we want our life to look. And you almost like, well, I don't want to say you, I, um, morph into that person, right? Like I start taking on those characteristics and I have found myself in life. Like something I actually hate is gossip. Like it, I, I, I don't like it. I don't even care if I don't know the person you're talking to me about. It like makes me feel weird. And so, um, and so it's interesting when I find myself gossiping, I'm just like, what's happening here? Who am I hanging around? That's bringing this quality out in me, because if I'm so quote unquote busy with my life and I've got my things going on, like, I don't even have time to gossip. Mm -hmm. Like, so who is this person? This is not Caitlin. And so it's a really good indicator to when entering friendships to really like know who you are and, um, and also why you're getting into that friendship, right? It's like, what is the value here? Um, And am I just around this person because I enjoy being around them? Or is there something I'm seeking for myself? Like, am I trying like to seek some kind of validation because of their status or who they are or whatever? Have y'all had that experience ever? Um, (laughs) No, that is, uh, Mallory, I don't know of you. What Caitlin, honestly, what I was thinking about when you were talking is, I think a lot of times I've gone into friendship with good intentions, thinking like, for whatever reason, that we were very similar people. And either I was lying to myself, or I grew out in my brain, I grew out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you realize like, I have nothing in common. And it like gives me angst. I mean, they're like, it just, I don't, to your point, like, I don't want to sit around and listen to people, like no drama zone. It's, I don't, I don't want to listen to you talk about other people badly. It, it makes me feel like a bad person and I just don't want to be a part of it. So yeah, I, I think, oh, I think, yes, I absolutely have gone into relationships and realized like, this is, this is making me be somebody I don't want to be and had to like kind of pull back and set some boundaries. And if, 
people didn't like the boundaries, we're not friends anymore. You know, again, don't mean to sound totally. like a jerk, but it, it, it makes you, a, makes you feel some type of way or makes you act some type of way that's not great for you and the people around you. I think maybe Bye-bye. that's why I've been, I'm so closed off. So getting that close to anyone, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't do it. I just haven't. <laughs> I think it comes a lot from trauma and childhood. So I don't open up. And so if uh, day one, somebody doesn't make me feel comfortable, like I completely shut down. So, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> you have to be I, able to, to show up like as who you are for sure. Yeah. Well, and kind of a different subject, but sort of on the same is, um, I've learned that some relationships, so being honest is a huge part of a relationship and some relation relationships, like you have to work on that. And, um, I've gone through some growing pains with some really, 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 really close friends, um, about that. And we've had to have some hard conversations that it was like, okay, I love you and you love me and we need to talk this out. And, um, it was just like super vulnerable moments for both of us, but it was in that, those moments that we grew instead of saying, okay, we both, you know, that's when, you know, the relationship was meaningful. Like instead of both washing our hands and saying, okay, I'm done. Like we aren't seeing eye to eye. I feel this about you. You feel this about me and talking behind each other's back. It was like, let's just have an honest conversation. And I think that's, um, as we get older, you know, you have to grow with people and part of that is having conversations that aren't always comfortable. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Mal, are you going to say something? I mean, you guys know me. I'm brutally honest, probably to a fault. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I, I, it's gotten me into some trouble and, um, I mean, it's even between the three of us, like there's been times Caitlin, you and I have had to, to, you know, have some, what I thought was helpful to you and you maybe didn't want to hear at the time and vice versa. Like it's, you know, it's a part of, of, it's a part of having a meaningful relationship, Abby, to your point. But I think that's kind of when, you know, if it's actually a really good friend, if it's a really good friend and somebody that loves you, you're, you're going to you're going to tell him, Hey man, you really hurt my feelings. And yeah, this doesn't make me feel very good. And you're going to fight for that. You know? And I think you just have to be honest, be honest with your friends, be honest with yourself and, and determine when it's forcing a situation or when it's just working through tough shit. Cause that's a part of being in a relationship yeah. right. of any kind, you know, of any kind, totally. You know, it's like, no relationship is perfect. And if it is, it's Mm-mm. probably surface level right? Like you haven't actually gotten down to a deep level. If it hasn't ever, um, hit any kind of obstacle or speed bump, I call it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, with both of you, we've all had really tough conversations. Um, and that I think to me is like the secret sauce of, uh, a friendship for sure is being a real friendship of being able to, like you said, Abby is just like, be honest and, and, and you being brutally honest, you know, Mal, it's like, it's important because, um, like you said, you don't have to be an ass to, you know, say the things, but like when something's on your heart and sometimes like you, your friend doesn't even see it. Right. Like we're so in the thing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, 
even I'll, I'll take it back. Like just to give our listeners an experience. It's like my last marriage, my last relationship, talk about morphing into a human that I wasn't who I was not. Caitlin um, the chameleon. Yeah. Yes. I was like, who is this person looking? I, I, that's a whole conversation for a different day. But what's interesting is that both of you through different points in that relationship, like slowly raise the red flag. Like we want to be happy for you as a friend, but like, are you really happy? Like, come on, like give us the Morse code wink. If you're happy, you know, <laughs> and, on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had convinced myself that y'all were crazy. And, um, and so I think it's so powerful now looking back on that is that we've all, and there's been other situations in our friendships, right? That's just one of, of tons, but now being able to say, well, fuck, they were right. And also that our friendship withstood that, right? Because I could have easily been like, screw you guys. How dare y'all say that I'm not myself. Goodbye. Never want to talk to you again. And that's just not who we are as people, because these friendships mean something meaningful to, to us, like to, to me. And I know that to you too. And so, yeah, I think that's for me, that's the secret sauce is the ability to get vulnerable, show up as yourself and to be honest, um, and real friendships will last through those things. Totally. For me, some like, you know, being saying, you know, having conversations with you or about hard stuff. It's like, sometimes when it's that deep of a situation where you see the person that you love losing themselves, or, you know, I think about other friends, you know, they shouldn't get married and you say something and you think, okay, they may not like me for a very long time, but it is so worth it that I love them that much that I'm willing to say it and risk it all because that's how important it is. And I think that is definitely true friendship, vulnerability, like everything in a package that you could want. And at the end of the day, most of the time, they're still going to love you. And if they don't, they will in five years when they come (laughs) out of their cloud and realize, oh gosh, what was I doing? You know, at some point they'll come back, but it, you know, if you love them that much, then, you know, you're willing to say it to them. Totally important to I'm trying to remember what book I was reading this out of. And it was an interesting thought process of like, you got to check yourself and realize like, are you coming from a good place where you're actually trying to help the other person? Or is it a place driven by jealousy and envy? Or you're not happy, you know, you're single and you're not happy to see a friend getting married. Like you do kind of have to check yourself and make sure you're not coming with an ulterior motive. But I think, I I don't know, my my hot take, I'm with you guys. Like if, if you... If you want to really make sure someone's okay, it's speak your mind respectfully, yeah. but like say something and not totally. even just relationships, you know, people can be doing things that are super unhealthy to their bodies that you're watching from the outside thinking, whoa, what's happening here. And it's, you know, I think that's part of being a friend is making sure people are okay. Yeah. We put up the front all the time and make, you know, outside looking in, nobody ever really knows if something's going on or not. And if you're not willing to check on the strong friend, you don't, you know, you don't really know what's happening sometimes. Yeah. I would consider us all very strong women. And I think it's often the strong women that need the most Um, (laughs) check-ins. I would agree. Yeah. Because the crumbling facade underneath. (laughs) 
Yep. Most yeah. of society is leaning on us, right? Because they see us as like capable, strong, like they don't need anyone, but we do. And that's why we have each other because there is that uh, foundation there. There's that ability to not have to put on this strong front, right? Like I love how Brene Brown always says strong front, soft back. And I think that that is like such a powerful dynamic in friendship because it's like, yeah, I have a strong front, soft back. And that's, that's how this flows. Um, but yeah. And, you know, as we wrap up, I would love to know what is your takeaway from our conversation today or you have a choice. What are you looking forward to um, as our friendship <clears throat> evolves? Ooh, <laughs> um, so oh, for me, how do you go? Okay. So there's a lot of things I'm excited about as we grow. Um, so just all the things, but um, I think from today, it's really just to cherish those that are close to you. Um, take care of the friendships that you have. And don't worry about what you don't have. The ones that you have are what's important Um, and really nurture them and reach out and don't have the expectations, but take care of what you have. Yeah. And I can't wait to grow with y'all. I was about to say, if you answered that question, I'll answer the other one. I mean, I just, I don't know. I think we're just three phenomenally lucky ladies, Um, you know, cherish you guys tremendously. And I think we're all doing really cool shit and you know we're very capable people and I'm just excited to experience growth with you guys you know it's 30s is where it's at I'm having fun in my 30s this last few years have sucked but (laughs) moving forward yes um, Yes. you know it's but even then like it's I know both of you guys have had tough two years like this is just it's it's really kind of fun even the deep dark days it's great going through it together so I'm excited to keep keep going up Yes, me too. Yeah, me too. I think for me, it's, um, in terms of, uh, my takeaway, I'm going to answer both questions. Cause I get to, I'm the host. Why not? Um, my, my takeaway is that, um, one of my actual goals for this year is to let the people in my life that I care about know it because I do care so deeply but I get so caught up and busy because I'm like, I've got this mission and I want to grow this business this much so that I can have all this free time. But if you neglect what's here, they're not going to be here when you're here. So like, you have to also slow down a little bit and like really make time for the people who matter to you and like, let them know it. So, um, so yeah, so that is like part of my goals this year is creating more meaningful, deeper friendships, not necessarily new friendships, but, um, more connection and with other relationships in my life too. And then, um, what I'm looking forward to as we evolve is watching how our life's paths, um, continue to like interweave. Um, because like I said, we're, we're all like this, but there's that like central, thing that like keeps us connected as our, as our roots, you know, grow deeper, but then we also expand out. And I think that it's really amazing what the two of you are doing in your life. And I can't wait to see the lives you're going to impact and, um, you know, what's in store for the two of you and 
what's next? Because 35 feels pretty fucking great. Um, and I'm looking forward actually to, like you said, getting really old with each other because it's going to be more fun. It is. <laughs> so wait. anyway, well, I love you and thank you for both being my friend for, I don't even know, forever and ever and ever and cheers to the future. Yay. Love y'all. So much fun. Love y'all. Thank you for doing this. Kathy. This was fun. Yeah. Was totally fun. fun. We just, okay. we just need to do this more regularly. Yes. We just won't film yeah. it or we can film it and put it on whoever wants to listen to our nonsense and listen to it. Totally. Oh totally. There I will, love it. There will be more first words <laughs> and more love singing. It. <laughs> yeah. More breakouts. More breakout dancing. Yeah. All right. Bye guys. Bye. You are the best bean babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another bean babe or post it on social and tag me at the beam life. So I can tell you, thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes. A real text to three, two, three, six, seven, three, two, seven, oh, nine, where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.